0: Change on a scale really required. That is what is needed to fix Oranga Tamariki, according to yet another scathing report into the agency, this one by the Chief Ombudsman, Peter Bosher. The investigation reviewed thousands of complaints about OT detailing what the Ombudsman describes as some of the most concerning treatment of vulnerable people at the hands of an agency tasked to protect Tamariki. Among them a Rangatahi kept in an institution against their wishes for years and a young disabled mother whose baby was uplifted at birth and never returned. The report found 109 deficiencies. Oranga Tamariki was told to make almost 60 formal apologies and in 13 cases advised to pay financial remedies. In short, the Ombudsman concluded he can't be sure OT is consistently doing a good job and Peter Bosher joins us now. Kura, if you don't trust Oranga Tamariki, how can the public trust it to do its job?
1: Well, precisely, and Lisa, it grieves me to have this report and have this interview because how many times have we raised these issues? But the reason I did it We were given increased oversight of Oranga Tamriki four years ago. We decided that the complaints needed to be looked at as a whole in order to get themes and in order to try and see what assurance was necessary. It's worse than I thought it would be.
0: So you advised in 13 cases that they should pay as part of the remedy. I mean, how bad does it have to be when you're telling a government agency they basically need to compensate people financially?
1: Yes, well, one of the cases you mentioned in the intro, we felt that in order to help restore dignity and mana, often by the time it gets to us, it's really hard to restore the child to go back to the mother because time has really changed everything. And we felt that to try and redress some of the damage done, I know money never ever restores, but at least it's showing that it that it helps to recognise the actual hurt.
0: That seemed to be a pretty egregious case. And for people listening, this was a young woman with a disability. Oranga Tamariki took her child at birth from hospital. You reviewed the case after she had asked several times for her complaint to be investigated. This is back in 2014. This is how long she's been battling. And you found that Oranga Tamariki's treatment of her was unreasonable. Are they treating disabled, disabled people with prejudice and contempt?
1: Well, I wouldn't go that far. What I would say, and of course we found this in our Hitake Kuhukihuki report on uplifts of young Māori pepi, under Section 78 of the Act, we found that so often Oranga Tamariki failed to appreciate disability and failed to realise that just because there was a disability didn't mean an uplift was appropriate. With this mother, it took her ages to get through the system, and what we found was Oranga Tamariki had not appreciated that with support and other wraparound an uplift and removal might not needed to occur. So in answer to your question, I now I have a dedicated disability team. So importantly do I take adherence to the Convention on the Rights of People with Disabilities that we're insisting that due attention is paid to it.
0: But that's a case where it's too late, isn't it? The child is gone from the mother's care and never returned.
1: That's correct. And I'm afraid this this happens. And one of the other things that we've said in our report is this, and as you know, in my past I was a judge. So, how many times have I made orders based on information as a judge, moving custody on information which was inadequate? and sometimes presented to me in a biased fashion to achieve the result that the social worker wanted. Now, that hurts me deeply because I don't know now on reflection whether some of my decisions were correct.
0: Right. So, the report details the fact that false and outdated information is being supplied to family courts by Oranga Tamariki. So, have children unnecessarily been taken away from their families because of that?
1: I don't think there's any doubt that decisions have been made... Which were incorrect. I really just don't doubt that whatsoever. And you'll see in this report there are instances where we take the view that a range of decision making has led to an incorrect result. I don't think there's any doubt at all from the Hitaki Kuhukiyuki report that in relation to some uplifts, we felt that if that observed a proper process of Afanahui consultation, looking for other ways than leaving it until the last minute. Uplifts might not have been necessary.
0: I'm interested in your use of the word bias. So is you suggesting in some cases it's not a mistake, it's intentional.
1: I'm suggesting it's intentional. We found that in one of the cases when we, when we looked at the material and assessed the report to the family court and the clinical case notes, the evidence had been presented in a slanted fashion. There's just no equivocation over this. That had happened.
0: That sounds contemptuous of the court process.
1: Well, it's it's important that judges know that testing these things very carefully. There's another thing I want to raise too. not only should the court expect proper pure evidence, but one of the things I've recommended to Oranga Tamariki is that it has some of its work peer reviewed, that it's properly supervised. You know, in the most dreadful case I've handled, either as a judge or in the last little while as the ombudsman, is Malachi Shubex. Nothing happened in that case, and if there had been a peer review or supervision, that little boy might still be alive.
0: So does Oranga Tamariki, in your view, need to go back and correct all incorrect records? Because they stand, and they're a basis for future information and decisions as well.
1: So often... Oranga Tamariki relies on outdated information. And in one of the cases that you mentioned in your intro, we found that the information relied upon to uplift a child was outdated and not current. Whether or not the task of redressing all past wrongs is something capable of being done, I doubt. I do think the challenge for the new government and for the new minister, and that's why this report is deliberate, is it's time to get this right. It's time for the basics to be addressed and for us to start getting the confidence we need.
0: Why does it take you telling them in about 60 cases they should apologise? Can they not see that themselves?
1: I don't know why it sometimes takes the ombudsman to do this. What I'm doing to you now, speaking fairly, fairly fiercely, I I can't tell you why some agencies are very, very prompt to respond and want to respond, and some others find, as a result of their culture, it's so difficult to say sorry, and it's so difficult to change.
0: Appreciate you coming into the studio. That is the Chief Ombudsman, Peter Bosher, there.